1950, tragedy would strike the life of Mr. Brown and the village of Tapton. While Mr. Robinson was chauffeuring his employer home at 11.30am, he noticed ripples on the water of Tapton Lake. He immediately stopped the car and saw the horror of a young boy floating a few inches under the water's surface. Mr. Robinson jumped into action immediately, dragging the boy out and rushing him to Chesterfield Royal Hospital. Miraculously, although in shock, the boy survived. At the lakeside, however, police discovered a pushchair, empty, for the sake of a girl's blue bonnet. After asking local neighbours, this was confirmed to be Mrs. Brown's, the surviving boy's mother. While Mr. Brown looked on in certain shock and horror, a search and rescue was launched. After line dragging the lake all day, Mrs. Brown's body was discovered. Mrs. Brown had been dead for some time. However, her posture appeared to be frozen. A posture not unlike somebody cradling that of a baby. Mr. Brown's daughter was never found. 43 years later, myself and my mother would move into the family home of Mr. and Mrs. Brown. This is the story of our time there, from the perspective of my mother. Hey guys, and welcome to the Halloween edition of the Sleepy Talk podcast. Now, we're joined with the usual suspects of Ryan and Steve. Hello. Hi. Steve's spamming <laughs> mute and unmute then. <laughs> You're just spamming it like... Uh... <laughs> but we've also got a very special guest, as you'd know from the intro. It is my mother. Hi. Is that and that's it. That's the From end. the whole podcast, my mother. Yeah, my mother. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you can call her Natalie if you want, or Nat. It's just weird. Natalie. So uh, I was going to call her mother as well. It seems you know, can it's weird calling Luke's her Natalie. <laughs> mother. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so what we're going to be talking about today then, mother? Right. Today we're going to be talking about um, a house where we lived in 1993, um, and it was haunted. Oh, I was waiting for that noise. I was going to say that's where you put. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, um, I guess uh, take it away then. Okay, so it was a long, long time ago, like 27 and a half years ago. So I'll try and remember what I can. Although a lot of it is actually like embedded in my brain, it was that bad. So we moved into the house on the 17th of May, 1993. I was 18 and Luke was eight months old. Um, it all started on the first night that we moved in. Um, I'd been, like It was the first time I'd ever lived on my own, so it was a bit weird anyway. Um, and the first night we went to bed and I switched all the lights off and got into bed um, and I could hear it like a clicking noise. So I went to the top of the landing and I could see downstairs that the living room light was flashing on and off. Um, I thought it might have been a light outside, but the position of the house, there was no other houses around it. It had a third of an acre of land around it, so it wasn't joined on with any neighbours. It was quite remote. Um, So I went downstairs and, yeah, the living room light was going on and off. Um, I kind of tried to ignore it, went back upstairs and it continued. So I just left it, closed my eyes and drifted off to sleep. So that was the first night. Um, After that, 
little things started happening. It wasn't constant. It wasn't an everyday thing. But every now and then, just like stuff that had happened that had made you question things. So um, one day I said to Luke, I says, come on, we're going to go to town. So put him in the pushchair, got to town, um, got there. And my purse wasn't in my bag. Really weird. My purse was always in my bag. Um, so I ended up coming home again, obviously, because I couldn't buy anything. Searched everywhere, hunted the house, high and low, no purse. Three days later, got up, came downstairs, and in the middle of the living room was my purse on the floor with all the coins piled up on top. Uh, Luke couldn't have done it, it was far too young, he couldn't even walk at this point, so I had no idea how that happened and it just completely freaked me out. That's what you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You were like one. <laughs> yeah, you've so, seen Rugrats, then you. So. <laughs> definitely. And Luke, to be honest, he does look a bit like Chucky, but there you go. So <laughs> other weird things that happened were like I'd be sat in the living room at night and all of a sudden I'd turn around and there was all steam coming from the kitchen and my kettle had been switched on. Um, I'd switch it off and a couple of minutes later it had happened again and I used to get through about six kettles a year because they'd just burn out even if I unplugged them they'd be plugged back in and and I'd constantly have to keep watering them because I was just afraid that they were going to burn out which they did most of the time anyway um, whenever I hung up, uh, stuck a picture on the wall I put a, a picture hook in I just put the picture on absolutely fine come down in the morning the pictures would be on the floor um, I gave up in the end and just didn't bother putting any up because it was just ridiculous um, in those days, because I'm quite old, um, we used to have TVs and they didn't have a remote control, but the, the channel would just constantly change. You'd be sat in the middle of watching something, it'd just turn over. You'd get up to switch it back, it'd change back. It was all very bizarre. Luke would constantly be talking to somebody. As he got older, obviously, um, he'd sit up in bed in the middle of the night. Luke never slept a night. Luke would go to sleep for two hours at a time and then he'd wake up. It was just... It was a nightmare, to be honest. It was five before he slept a whole night. Um, and he would sit up. He'd always sleep in bed with me. And he would sit up and just start talking. Before he could talk, he was blabbering away, but he was staring at something. And my friend Karen, she stayed over with us one night and she woke me up and went, who is Luke talking to? And I was like, oh, that's quite normal. He does it all the time. And she was like, Nat, that is really weird. Um, <laughs> and as... <laughs> Um, yeah, I could hear voices. There was always a voice of a man in the downstairs room. I could never tell what he was saying, but it was a deep voice of a man talking. Um, there was always, um, uh, very often there'd be um, like a lady humming in the bathroom, which is really weird. Um, but as soon as you'd approach to have a look, it'd just stop every time. Um, just trying to think. One of the weirdest things that happened was I was laid in bed and it was about two o'clock in the morning. And every night before I went to bed, I would lock the front door, take the keys out and put them on the worktop in the kitchen. Um, this particular night, I heard the biggest bang. It was so loud. It frightened me to death. And I went running downstairs and the front door was wide open with the key in it. Uh, which absolutely freaked me out because it was like, I didn't feel, I mean, I never felt safe anyway, but that just made it even worse that somebody could or something could open my front door. It was just really weird. Um, as Luke got older, he used to talk um, to a particular person and it would probably be about three or four and 
he would go upstairs to get something and he would come down and just look at me and say, um, and I'm actually shaking now saying this, it freaks me out even to today. And he would look at me and he would say, Margaret says we need to leave now. And I would say, who's Margaret? And he used to repeat, it's Margaret's house. She lives here. We can't stay here. We need to go now. And he was a little boy. It's not something a normal child, sorry, Luke, but a normal child, a normal thing that a child of that age would actually say. But he said it That's on some more horror than... horror movie stuff. That yeah, really... it is absolutely. Yeah. And it, it used to freak me out. I mean, he used to go to bed and you would, you would, I'd not hear him come downstairs, but I'd turn around and he'd just be stood there saying, we need to go, Margaret says, go now. So you can understand probably why I didn't sleep very much as a child. Um, Margaret keeping him up all night. <laughs> it was definitely Margaret. So mm. there was a lot of uh, footsteps going up and down the stairs on the landing. Really, really weird. Um, especially when we was in bed and you'd hear somebody walking up the stairs. That was awful. Um, but um, so, it was... Go on. Was there any odd... Like, Would you recall any odd happenings prior or since moving or living in that house? No, nothing. Absolutely and nothing. What was your sort of attitude towards the paranormal and supernatural prior to moving to the house? Like I say, I was 18 years old. I'd never had any dealings with it. I'd not got an opinion on it. It was, I, I don't think I really knew anything about it at all. Okay. And was this your first um, living away from the family? Was that your first family? Yeah, sort of definitely. Okay. First time I'd ever really okay. spent a night on my own anywhere. Yeah. Right, okay. I'm just trying to think of, like, tensions a little bit higher, a little bit nervous, because... Yeah. But bearing in mind, yeah. this went on for five years. Okay. Okay. So this is where this is where I differ from people, because it happens for five minutes, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, had no as choice. Soon as, as soon as my boy is like, yo, Margaret says we got to go, I'm like, well, we got to go then, haven't we? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I didn't really have any choice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to sort of like perhaps suggest that there was some sort of like uneasiness in the mind at the time that sort of might have encouraged, you know, the the imagination. Say, because I, I obviously I'm coming from a more skeptical sort of yeah, definitely. So um, I was trying to think maybe where is there any sort of rational thinking behind? But where I mean, it's not just you that perhaps sort of perhaps thinking these things up if he's come to you talking about margaret and he's mm-hmm. the one staying up all night it doesn't really matter how, how you feel or whether you're scared or you believe these things because it's him that's exactly doing all the spooky wooky stuff so, that's yeah. right um coming so I, mean, I mentioned bits and bobs oh sorry carry on yeah carry on. no sorry i would say i mentioned my friend karen earlier on i've actually seen karen tonight and uh, i said to her can you remember you know when i lived there she i mean karen's been my best friend for over 40 years so we've we've experienced everything together and um i said to her can you remember when i lived at the house at tapton and she's like oh please don't let's not go back there i said come on what do you remember about it the most and karen is the most rational person you will ever meet she don't believe in anything <laughs> And uh, I, so I can she, agree with that. <laughs> she's wonderful. I love her. And um, she's she reminded me of um, we shared a sunbed. We, we split the cost in half, but I had it in my house because she lived at home with the parents. And so I would go to work. She would come around and go on the sunbed. And um, obviously, she knew what was what I was telling her that was going off. And she was kind of really, really 
kind of talked me around and said, come on now, you know, get a grip. Anyway, um, and she reminded me this evening of um, when she was actually on the sunbed at my house and she said she was felt so uncomfortable and to the point where she didn't open her eyes and she forced herself to open her eyes and she says the only way she can describe it is, you know, when you see heat in a desert and it's all a bit wibbly wobbly. Yeah. She says there was the and like um, a, a person, an outline of a person stood there, but it was all kind of moving. And she says it was like a man was stood staring at her like three feet away. And Karen actually grabbed her stuff, ran out the house, left the door open and got dressed in the garden. She was that terrified. And she says she still can't even think about it because it absolutely freaks her out. So the spooky wookies turn into the wibbly wobblers. The wibbly wobblers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, geez. Um, so did you ever find anything out about any potential Margaret or any odd happenings that might have? Yeah. So, I mean, there was, there was one day when I went, um, um, I went, I used to work in hairdressers. So I was, I went to work and this is after, this is years after, um, I was working in the hairdressers and I was washing this lady's hair and she says, I was speaking away as you do. And I said like, where do you live? And she says, I live at Tapton. I says, oh, I used to live at Tapton. And she asked me where, so I told her and she said, not, not, uh, n- uh, number 15. I said, yeah. She went, oh, why? Oh, she was an elderly lady and she said, oh, right. My husband used to work with the man who lived there. And I said, oh, right. I said, do you know anything about the family? And she said, I remember that um, the wife uh, took the children and walked into the pond and drowned. And they, uh, the mother and the baby drowned. And the, there was an older child that was resuscitated. Somebody found them. And, and yeah, I, but I don't know any more than that. And then the man died in an accident not long afterwards. You told me about that before, weren't you, Luke? Yeah, so yeah. Um, I, I obviously, yeah. from from my recollection, uh, is completely wrong to what my mum said. Everything's similar, but yeah. my <laughs> recollection of it was different. You were very young. Yeah, but um, the, the intro actually covers this bit. I've got the newspaper article. Um, okay. Scrolling through, um, talking about it. So, yeah, the, the elder boy, um, he did drown, but he was resuscitated. Um Margaret was found uh, either the day after or that that evening, and the baby was never found. And obviously, you're not to know at the time you're talking about Margaret saying you've got to leave anything about a Margaret because Margaret. Yeah, because this happened in the 1950s. Years later, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like 43 years after this Mm. happened is when we moved into that house. Mm. So. So I always said that there was a man and a woman because I could hear him speaking. Um, one particular night, it all came to a climax one night and then the next day it just all exploded. Um, I'd gone to bed early. I'd got a migraine. So I was laid in bed um, and I could hear Luke running around in his bedroom. Bearing in mind he was, I think he was about four. Yeah, it'd have been, no, it'd have been, it'd have been four. And he was running around in his bedroom uh, also, I thought so. I, th- I was like, for crying out loud, I need to, I need to go to sleep. My head is banging. So I got up and I went into his bedroom and I switched the light on. And Luke was fast asleep, but he had a really thick pile carpet, and you could see indentations in the carpet of like somebody running around. 
So I absolutely freaked out. I grabbed Luke, ran straight into my bedroom, which was completely opposite. I slammed the door. I put things up to the door. I got in bed, pulled the sheets over my head. That it was laid there all night. It was it was absolutely terrifying. It was awful. Um, the next day, my friend was coming to pick me up around 10 o'clock and I couldn't wait for it to come. Literally stood outside on the street waiting for it to come, didn't want to be in the house. And it was a bit of a snowy day as well. So we went out, walked um, for hours, literally for hours. And she kept saying to me, if you don't want to go back to the house, you can come and stop at mine. And I was like, no, I can't keep doing this. You know what I mean? I've got a home that I'm just avoiding all the time. Mm. So went back home, made tea, uh, went upstairs to get Luke's pyjamas in this room. Um, I was in, I was bending over uh, in the bottom drawer getting his pajamas. And you know how when uh, you see it on films, how it goes really cold um, and you see people's breath and all that when it, all the spooky stuff starts. That yeah, didn't happen. Those kind of films. Yeah, that didn't happen. It, the whole atmosphere completely drained out the room. It was like there was no atmosphere whatsoever. And I just felt like the three people were stood behind me watching me. It was. It was incredible. I ran downstairs. I grabbed Luke. Like I say, it was snowing. I stuck him on the sledge. I ran down the road to my friend's house. I didn't lock the door. He didn't have a coat on. I don't even think he had shoes on. I didn't have a coat. And I just burst through my friend's front door. And I was like, please help me. I can't cope with this. And her dad had to go up. I had to give him my key out of my bag. And her dad had to go up and lock and secure the house up. Because I just couldn't go back. And I rang my mum. And my mum ended up ringing her friend who was uh, a minister at Brimington Church. And um, he came round the next day. I met him there. I left Luke with my friend. Um, and I had a chat with him about it. It was, it was a family friend, so, you know, he knew I were a bit nuts anyway. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so I literally took him round the house. And he was, he was originally from Liverpool. And he had actually experienced things while he was a minister in Liverpool. So he says, I've not done this for a while, but let's go around and have a look. So I took him around the whole house and he was really interested in everything. So when we got into the bedroom, uh, Luke's bedroom, he went, whoa. And he pointed to the corner where Luke used to stand and talk to Margaret, where I thought the people were stood behind me. And he just basically said, there is a vortex and they are trapped there. He says, I am telling you now, he says, these people do not know how to go to the other side. So he got some holy water out, which I thought was a bit weird. And he went around the whole house. But when he got to this this corner in the bedroom, he was he was praying and he was saying, telling them to to be at peace and go towards the light and all this. And it, it, the whole thing must have lasted about an hour in total from him getting there to finishing. But literally, as soon as he finished praying that prayer, I'm not kidding, it was like a cloud had lifted from above the house and it was it was, it was the nicest house to live in after that and I never had any problems whatsoever. I I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I'm just like, wow. I've my head, I've my head in my hands right now just as like hanging <laughs> on to everything you're saying. Like, and then what? And then what? Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um... Well, I've got a question. It's partially for both you and Luke. How did Luke feel about it? Or was he scared at all? Was Not at anything all. Anything like that? No, it, just, it was just just matter of fact. It was just it just took every day as it came. He, he never freaked out about it. It just it is it was what it was, and it just carried on. 
I'm pretty similar now, let's be fair. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> How do you feel these days with him? I mean, after an experience like that with him, you know, wanting to go ghost hunting and, you know, <laughs> perhaps antagonize the ghosts of axe-wielding murderers and stuff like that. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> I don't know. Luke's going to do what Luke wants to do. He's always been that kind yeah. of a person. And mm. yeah, he's got, a, he's got a good head on his shoulders, I think. So any sort of, probably not on that level, because that is some sort of horror film type stuff that you've described there. Um, anything odd in his behaviour that you've experienced at all since then? Nothing whatsoever. So, really? No, no. Well, <laughs> nothing we can talk about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, um, I mean that uh, like uh, well I don't know whether you remember because it never actually happened to you but it, can you not remember when I started vlogging on YouTube mum oh yeah of course I can I'll not say anymore go mm-hmm. uh, with the, the wardrobe experience yeah this hasn't been prepped by the way yeah, I was going to say the infamous. Obviously, that's, the infamous that's, that's that's why I said uh, yeah. the vlogging when I started vlogging. I yeah. didn't want to like you know. Yeah. So when when you was talking, um, you were sat on your bedroom floor and you were talking, and all of a sudden you can't see it, but we can. Your wardrobe door started moving in and out, and there were like little orbs floating around. Mm-hmm. That was weird. You see, I'm not surprised after everything you've just described that that you forgot. I'm not surprised that's all that. That's a walk in the park compared to. Yeah, that's nothing. Else, but yeah. So, like, do you think, Luke, you're interested in all things paranormal and supernatural at the moment, or, you know, uh, for however long you've had this interest, it just stems completely from these experiences? 100%. That's, mm, that's because you're not as really, answer. You're not really like fully on board with it from what i understand um it's like you want there to be a clarity behind the wonder whereas somebody like me who's probably you know on the same sort of level as you in terms of believing in it is just like i'm not bothered either way like if it happens it happens it's not but you'll go out of your way to find it i think that's probably what that's that's led to um because I yeah. find it odd that after you've been through all of that and I've had no experiences like that at all, I've so quickly come around to maybe there is. Um, whereas if you've been all, you've, you've gone through that um, and you're in the same, in, in, in the same, but I just find that an interesting, like our perspectives, uh, our journeys to this point have been very different, but we've got a very similar perspective now. Um, I just dread to think where I would be if I'd been through what you'd been through <laughs> at this point. I would probably be out there with all the gizmos and gadgets and my Ghostbusters <laughs> outfit, like, <laughs> looking for everything. I, I mean, t- to be fair, like I don't really remember much of that house. I, I don't remember a lot of it. Um, I don't know whether that's because I was too young or maybe uh, my brain's found a way to lock it away. Mm. Um, but I genuinely i remember the was it david the minister yeah so i remember david coming round i remember that that sort of scene yeah i remember my mom being upset and and the i thought it was the toaster but i remember the kettle always burning out 
Yeah. yeah you've told me about um, toasters before. You yeah. Know. I don't, th- I don't think we were posh enough for a, a toaster then, Lou. Well, you Single know, mother and all that. <laughs> I, I have to kind of like try and make out to my friends that we're rich. Do you know what I mean? Like, Sorry. Sure, you have a remote sure. control for telly, love. But we had a TV and that was... We did. Like, we did. And it, ten days. and it was colour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I remember snippets, but I don't remember... Um, that sort of thing you that, don't see yeah. anything. The doors just slam behind me. <laughs> 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 that wasn't oh, nice. God. I didn't like that. Oh, jeez. I, I how, how old were you back then, Luke? Uh, from about one years old till you, you were eight months old when we we moved in, and it was just before you were five. There you go. When it all ended, how did you stay there for so long? When you're actually living in it, you do feel like you're going off your head and you're questioning everything because there's no evidence or anything actually happening. It's like if you hear um, um, people walking up and down your stairs, you can tell your friends the next day, but you sound like a complete nutter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. and then it doesn't it doesn't happen the next night or for a few weeks. So you're like, well, obviously I must have just misheard, and it must have been it must be windy outside or something, or I must have left a window open. So yeah, even talking about this tonight, I, I feel I do feel like I must have gone through some sort of psychosis for a few years because it's <laughs> it's crazy, it's crazy talk. It's not normal to, talk, to have this discussion. It is on so this podcast. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah, like sorry. <laughs> It sounds like you just read it out of a book. Well, it's that detail. It does. It and does. Like especially with him, like being able to communicate with his Margaret. But he he has given us snippets and bits and bobs mm. which correlate with what you're saying. Um, like, well, he said toaster before, but kettle. You can yeah. think of that easily as a kid. You know what I mean? So, well, like, this you is can keep just, reminding him. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, you weren't posh enough for a toaster, mate. Shut up. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's it sort of like uh, backed up a lot of what he said mm. before, and even like it's not related to this, but the wardrobe incident where I've always yeah. been like, mate, whatever. I'm not buying that at all. <laughs> now I'm a little bit like, okay, maybe just because this happened prior, unrelated, that now has more credibility. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so do you so do you question things more now? So, right, my daughter's just appeared from a door behind me. Don't do that. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, will you just repeat the question? Sorry. Yeah. So, do you like question? Because like, obviously, beforehand, you wasn't really into it. The experience happened. You had the resolution. Mm. The minister came around, made everything fine. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you still find yourself a bit more spooked now than you was before? At perhaps strange happenings probably yeah you 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 know when you've lived through something like that you kind Mm. of have a clarity of these things do happen and it is real so there's lots of programs on telly aren't there and i think you know i I, I can sit and watch them um i don't get spooked out watching them because i was thinking oh i've had it worse you know (laughs) that weren't as bad as what happened to me sort of thing but yeah it's I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy because, like I said, it, it's not normal. No, no. And you do question, even when it's happening and you can hear it and you can see things moving and things dropping off the walls and kettles mm. turning the self on, you know, it's you do question it as you are actually there witnessing it. Mm. And, you know, I've, 
it, it was great when I had friends around who actually witnessed it as well because they could actually say, actually, not Natalie, you know, you're not going you're off not your insane. head. I, I've just seen, yes. yeah, <laughs> not quite. But uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Blimey. Um, I don't know. Just, just the whole, I'm just like, the way you've said it as well is just like, I just, it's probably just shaking me a bit. Like, I'm just looking around the room just a little bit, like every now and then. Now, I wish I never turned the light off and the lamp off. And <laughs> I wish I still had the full light on in my bedroom. Um, that's because obviously, that's why I wanted to check your attitudes on it. Because if you're not as into it as, as Luke is, then you're not really going to try to make it as sort of uh, to grab people as much. Are you? You're no, like something no, like a piece it's... of entertainment or something. So, yeah, um, no, no. <laughs> So, no, um, in fairness, would it did you... take me a while to get her on here. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you, for instance, if you know Luke was to say, "Do you want to come on this ghost hunting trip?" Would you be in any no! interested? No, you just want to leave it alone now. Yeah, okay. I'd only come to annoy Luke. That is the only yeah. only reason I would go. That's the but only yeah. reason I'm going to go. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you're going in first yeah. now <laughs> as I've got older I'm probably a little Thank bit God more <laughs> as I've got older I'm probably a little bit more scared as well so yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, I'm a teenager Nothing, everything just washed off me in them days but I think now I don't think I could cope with it if I had to do it again yeah I yeah, would I, leave I could, I could understand that yeah, yeah. Uh, any contact or any information or anything uh, regarding that address since have you heard anything has anybody told you about any it's other actually a really nice house now somebody has bought it and spent an absolute fortune on it and it is beautiful and I wish I could afford it <laughs> move back there knowing, knowing it's not haunted anymore it's stunning yeah. I love it yeah the house I'd forgot to say that the house was originally built for when Charles Markham he lived in Tapton, Tapton House, and the house was originally built for his coachman. So if you look on an old map of Tapton, there's only two houses. One is Tapton House, and one is the coachman's cottage, which is where I used to live. And that's what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else odd happen in the area, do you know of, or is it just that one uh, at the time or since? Uh, as far as I know, I know that Tapton House is haunted because I went to school there. Um, and there was a lot, I never saw anything, but a lot of cleaners <laughs> left because there used to be a lot of hauntings in there. So that's as much as I know about that. But about the area, no, not really. No. I it's a college is... now. It is. It's an innovation centre. Mm-hmm. So you don't, um, there was never any sort of, they say that spirits hang around because some unclosed or, or unresolved something or other um no clues at all as to what might have occurred um what would have drove her to walk into the lake with a kid no i'd be interested though to find out yeah but no what's more worrying is the baby that's still not Mm. being found Mm. oh gosh yeah and he walked past the pond as well a few months ago it was a bit creepy when i walked past so wait luke you was you moved in, you was, you was months old when you moved in. How old was he when he was talking? He was you? eight months old. Uh, when he was talking, it was literally as soon as he could talk, which was about not long after that. Um, do we know how old this baby, this alleged baby, would have been? I don't know. I have no idea. It was in a pushchair, though, so it would be in the months. That yeah. could have been some sort of reason why they're communicating with him. 
Did um, the newspaper article, Luke, say something about when the mum was found, she was kind of in a position like her arms were yeah. cradling she her baby? Cradling. Mm. Yeah. So her, she was, she drowned while she was cradling the baby. And it seems like when she finally sort of like dies, she still stayed in that position. So it was as if she was like frozen in time. Frozen. But, but the baby so had like fallen out, but the current mm. had dragged her a long way. Has there um, been any books, films, or anything like that on this? Not on this, not as far as mm. I know. But I mean, there's lots of books about strange things in Tapton, exactly. isn't there? In, uh, in Chesterfield, sorry. So maybe, I don't know. Who knows? I, I've looked for a lot of things. Um, that was the only article I could find, and it's a snippet of the article. Mm. So the article actually goes, it was back in those A3 newspapers, you know, the ones that you have to fold over to <laughs> sort of read. So I've only got like, yeah, yeah, I've only got the top half of that. And it's got like something about a new reverend being a, a different place and things like that on it. So I've only got like two different paragraphs that don't intertwine with each other because it goes off on a long thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I, I, distinctly kind of remember or maybe i'm making this up but you can let me know i will something to do with uh, a bird and maybe a squirrel dying there as in was i don't it remember a, that wasn't there a bird in the bathroom or something yeah, it sounds so, like a Doctor Seuss book. Sorry, <laughs> carry on yeah. getting it confused with so, a childhood. Uh, so this, it's it's kind of to do with it, but it's, it's like nothing to do with it. But so while all these haunting weirdo things were happening, um, there was an incident where um, some birds had got into uh, under the roof, but they'd fallen down the side of the cavity wall, and somehow they'd got under the bath. So I could hear all this banging going off and it's there's about five birds trapped under my bath and it was a plastic bath panel. So they're all banging against this. So I'm like looking at my bath panel, just moving and shaking and all this banging. And so I'm absolutely terrified and I rang my dad and they obviously took the side of the bath panel off and all these little birds flew out. But I mean, <laughs> it was just something and nothing. But as it happened at the time uh, when all this was going off, it was just unreal. It yeah, was crazy. That would, have, that would have tipped me over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> even even if I saw the birds coming out, the fact that there were birds under the bath would have Nah, because that's that's another like horror movie trope. If they were black <laughs> birds, I would have been so out of there. Like, I don't I don't even remember what colour they were because I jumped up and I literally landed on my dad and knocked him into a wall. I was <laughs> oh, it was it was oh. really coincidental. It was a brilliant timing. <laughs> wow. God, you've been through the ringer with this stuff. Yeah. It's amazing just... how I don't remember talking to a ghost, but I remember a bird coming, mind you, a bird coming out of her bath. It's pretty You went to school and told that. everybody, didn't you? No, I wasn't even in school. Uh, <laughs> I was too young. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, would you... I, I'm just trying to sort of understand like how that affects you like now, especially with Luke sort of be, still being being into it. Like he, he said, it, it was hard enough to get you on on here. <laughs> why was why would you have been reluctant to to 
to even just talk Honestly, about. Honestly, so mm. I am now a Christian. I've been a Christian for the last 12 years and I actually work in a Pentecostal church and right. I didn't know what other people's views would be um, on me doing this. So I've not really told many people that I'm actually doing it um, mm. just because I don't want to hear other people's... I don't care about other people's opinions in that way because I know that I'm not myself. If I thought I were doing something wrong... I wouldn't do it. Yes. Um, and and I, I don't feel like I've done anything wrong because I'm not promoting anything, and I'm just I'm just speaking about my experiences. You don't want to let yourself get judged by other people. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Because yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. supposed to that. judge. There you go. Yeah, I, get that. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, if um, anything else odd was to happen straight on the phone to the minister is that the answer oh absolutely one? but yeah. I'd, I'd phone the minister i work for now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd probably do it myself <laughs> you know what I mean? there you go some <laughs> overtime at home or something yeah that's it yeah um geez so was it did, did you feel that the experience um encouraged you to take up the faith no, not at all. For want of better wording, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing to do with that whatsoever. Because, like, my Christian journey started like twelve years ago um, when I was like okay. um, thirty-two, thirty-three. So it's quite a while after um, living at Tapton. But one thing it has done is I've moved house about three times since then, and you know, it, you are a little bit apprehensive when you go into a new house and you're kind of waiting. You know, the first few weeks of moving in, you kind of wait for something most people to happen. Are looking out for, like damp spots or something. Yeah, like no, that. You know what I, mean? I don't but mind them. Just, <laughs> they're looking for cold <laughs> spots in the room. Like, cold here, I'm out. Lights, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mum and dad did an absolute madness on the house that they're living in now because you're talking about damp spots. They were fleas in the carpets. <laughs> they, were, they were loads of stuff. They didn't care about that. Didn't care as long as they weren't no spooky wookies. <laughs> Uh, wibbly wobblers yeah wibbly wobblers yeah well that throws it off for me because i was you know i'm interested in why people believe the things they believe or or, you know looking for answers in things Um, yeah and quite often you're like well it must have come from the parents a bit but i don't (laughs) think from the sounds of it there was much if any influence on luke being interested in this now from you at all no Um, i don't think so no, I think if that were the case, I'd I'd have my own Christian journey as well, which yeah. I don't. I think if there was influence from my mum, I'd I'd probably be a lot like her. But that's why I asked. Like, do you think that Christian journey was sort of triggered by yeah, this yeah. experience? And the, as the answer was was, was no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if it was, then maybe um, I would have expected you to perhaps follow that as well. But that's mm. a separate things. Damn. Steve hello I forgot you were there participate <laughs> I've been trying Ryan he's hiding oh, in yeah, the corner yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's about me he? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah sorry Come on, Steve. Yeah. he's pretty much covered everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do you go know. to say something and he says it <laughs> Sorry, I get told off. No, 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 well. it's fine. <laughs> just, just have her. <laughs> what? We'll just leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not what this podcast is about, man. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. 
I said we're all inclusive, but come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, um, we have here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, now, how does it feel? How do you feel like hearing that? Have you ever like heard that from your mum before? Like just the um, telling of the whole thing. I've, I've heard bits. Seen. I've heard bits in conversation. That's really why I've got things mixed up. Mm. Um, but obviously, to be fair, yeah. we've not tried to make it into a big deal, have we? I mean, obviously, Luke was lived there, and you you you, you, you shielded it from him. You know, um, I didn't want him to be scared, and he wasn't, which was which was amazing because I didn't want to have a terrified child in the house as well. So it's not really. It's, sometimes it's spoken about, you know, but it, it's mm. not. Um, we don't we don't live in it. We don't live in that moment still. So. But, I mean, every now and again, we'll say, okay, remember when we lived at Tapton and this happened? And, but, yeah, I suppose we've just pieced it all together tonight, really, haven't we? Yeah, it's pretty much you saying, can you remember when we lived at Tapton? And I go, no. Yeah, <laughs> well, let me tell you about the, the birds. <laughs> the birds in the bath. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, I mean, for, for me, I think that, that did me a world of good because I really I want to do the, the um, oh, is it Killer Marsh Tunnel? Yeah. I want to do that, and I'm not. I'm excited about it. You know, I'm bricking it. I've just bought a new camera for infrared. You know, get that night vision going. Yeah, um, yeah for the for the ghost hunting, right? Yeah, yeah for the ghost hunt. Mm. Yeah, you know, we're gonna go. We're gonna have fun, and if we do see something, great, fantastic. You know, it's gonna see, be this great. Is, this is where this is where we differ because if we do see something, it's not really great and fantastic from where I, I imagine. Anyway, I'm, no, so, it is because we've I, proved something. Oh, There's gosh. actual physical proof. Oh god. Well, I'd, I'd, I would yeah. say this physical proof, but I'd say we've spiritual we've proof. That, yeah, there we go. Oh. We <laughs> yeah, found something <laughs> that kind of that kind of adds a little bit more evidence into mm. sort of something else being there. Um, but the only thing that I won't do is touch a Ouija board. No, no, I won't let you. No, 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 no. I'll no. never touch a Ouija board. You see, like Ouija boards, I don't, I, I don't understand with like the ranking of these sorts of supernatural, uh, paranormal things. Some things are like no, some things are like yeah, whatever. Uh, Go on, mum. Other things, people. <laughs> yeah, people explain it. Encourage to please experience. do to him. <laughs> I don't know. That's just weird, isn't it? A Ouija board. I mean, I think if if natural occurrences happen, that's completely different from encouraging anything that's like not nice, evil to come through and mess with you. Because if you encourage something, and I do believe you can, but I don't believe you should. Um, if you can encourage something that's not nice to come through, is that ever going to leave you? How do you reverse it and make them go away? Yeah, it's true. it's one of those for me, right? I whether I believe in the spooky wooky stuff or not, which I'm kind of on the fence about. Um, if I didn't believe it, I still wouldn't do it just just for that little little chance that it you is don't real. know in it. Yeah, yeah. And if I if I realise that it is real because of that, I'm in for a, a shit time. You want to start um, off baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, so, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I know, I remember going to a house party and somebody brought out a Ouija board and I left. Mm. Like, I was out. I was gone. Um, nothing happened to them. And I'm, don't, don't. That's that's so patronizing for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, 
But I left because that that is one thing about this thing that scares me. Mm. Is that that is the unknown. Going to a place because I think if they are real, I think they're geographically locked, so they're they're in a spot that they can't leave from. I don't think there's roaming ghosts that like follow you around. Or, I'd like although, to think they can attach themselves to the locations or people oh, or things. Yeah, although there's, the, there's roaming to a point. Um, I think biggest I've known of. I might, I might be wrong on this, but like you know, when you got a big house and their grounds, when you got like acres of grounds. Um, I know of one where there's supposed to be a white woman, headless woman that roams all them grounds, but it's still it's like still one location, but it's a big it's location. One location, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. I think I think if there's anything, it's just going to be energy that's left behind. I think if you frequent in a place and you obviously energy doesn't get destroyed it just gets transferred transferred yeah see that's what makes so, it, it's like, like your consciousness like, like that's yeah that's got to be some form of energy right it's not just oh, the concepts that we think up even though our consciousness is all in our head so could it be something so where does that go like so this is that the thing might we, be able to manifest some way perhaps. we have electricity in us we we are electrical you know, your neurons firing and things like that in your brain. It's electricity, it's energy. Um, we consume energy in order to carry on living and exert our even more energy when we're moving and things like that. So I think, say like a man walks to work every single day for his adult life and then he dies. And then do you not think that his energy might be seen walking to work every single day after his death? It sort of ties into my, my, uh, I'll call them out there beliefs on just everything that we experience, really. Um, in that, like, you expel energy. That, like, where does that energy go? Does it just float around there? Does it, does it like, um, it's a bit hard with, to, without going on a massive tangent, which I've been, you know, trying to avoid this whole sleepy talk journey not just this episode um, <laughs> really but yeah like you say like you know if someone's repeatedly doing that um there's more out there we know there's more out there that we can't see we can't smell we can't hear so what if that energy that is expelled during that for instance that walking back and forth to work is just something that floats around that eventually does manifest or something triggers it to manifest into something else um we know air is there we can't see it why not some other kind of energy or molecule or whatever um something else out there um but it's just figuring out how to tap into it exactly color spectrum as well that's another yeah. one it's like dogs There's... randomly uh spaz out sometimes for what a better wording sorry um <laughs> uh, you know what i mean they're sleeping all of a sudden they're up at attention i've seen it before and it's like well maybe they've heard something that we in a frequency we haven't heard kids yeah. as well oh, from the moment we're born we're dying you know that thing so from the minute we're born are, are we losing abilities um uh, obviously we can't recall them because we lose them when we're so young maybe we are more in tune with nature or something because everything that occurs on this planet is natural or everything that naturally occurs on this planet is natural but we can't we can't physically experience it all but maybe we can when we're born when we're more in touch with nature before society and the way we live now has, has sort of dragged us away from that a bit as as a basic construct, right? 
so uh, really, really basic. Mm. Have you heard of them um, them alarms that people put in the gardens to stop yobs from loitering around? Yeah, stop the kids. super yep. high-pitched. Yeah, yeah. so we, we can't hear them. Mm. Yeah, so we've lost that sense of mm. that decibel. Was that twenty six years old or something like that? Weren't it that it disappears? Like, yeah, that something like away? that. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm past that. So maybe, maybe that's. <laughs> I a, never heard uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a um, probably a, a good sort of sort of structure or foundation for it is that you lose frequencies being able to hear frequencies. So mm-hmm. what's to say that you don't lose certain colours? Or I know when babies are born, they can't actually see as much as what we can but they see blurred uh but it's not to say that they don't see like a million different colors and then eventually they focus those colors yeah i mean as a child if you're you're being shown things you've been presented things as a child and your brain focuses on these things so you know as your brain develops as your your body gets rid of things it doesn't need and if as a child when you're constantly having to be fed um experiences and stimulation if certain stimulations aren't presented to you then the ability to pick them up is just disregarded by the brain maybe maybe like that sort of ties know. into what i said about babies looking in the mirror and seeing spirits and whatever like it sort of makes sense when you, you apply that theory to it that maybe they can and we lose the ability to I'm not going to debunk that one again, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said it. Like, yeah. No, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's debunked, I'm not, I'm not going know, down though. that rabbit hole. You still don't know, though, do you? No, like, we still, you know, we still yeah. don't know. We still no, don't know. And that theory that that I read that that's like sense of self and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it could be complete balderdash. Codswallop. It could be a cop out by the Freemasons who fed us this information to lead us away from the truth of what we are. Yeah, exactly. Got the Freemasons in again. I'm happy. Right. Okay. Under that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. He's lasted 48 minutes. Jeez. Uh, so, um, is that everything, Mother? I think so. You think? I think. I don't I don't want to stop this recording and then you go, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Do you know what? I can't even remember. I think so. I think I've covered everything, which I think is quite okay. a lot, really. Would you find yeah. it? just as distressing going through a similar experience a second time at this point in your life um do you think you'd be yes. able to like control you'd, you'd, you'd cope <laughs> with it any better or would it make it even worse because it's happened the second time um that's a really good question you should just get the minister quicker exactly i think it's moved away yeah. now so <laughs> yeah i probably i probably um realized what was happening rather than um you know think that I was going mad and probably mm. just try and sort it out even if I did think I was going mad I'd probably just you know try and sort it out sooner rather than later and not let it linger because it did get worse and worse and it's not a good place to be really but yeah to be fair this is the only story I've heard um real or you know in in the media or a entertainment that actually ended with the minister doing his job normally that's like midway through and it didn't work that's right. So, you know, I'm <laughs> a little bit, I'm a little bit reassured that you know perhaps you know these these guys can get the job done if it is needed at least. That's right. Yeah. Or just get the right one. Yeah, because yeah, I think you know probably he did say he'd actually um, seen it before in Liverpool and he'd actually gone out in in these um, 
exorcisms, if you want to call them. I don't know. Um, and so he had had the experience, even though he'd never done it himself. He'd been witness to a few that he'd actually been out on, so he knew what he was doing. So maybe maybe that's the answer. Maybe you need proper training. Who knows? Actual maybe. Ghostbusters, man. That's mm. right. <laughs> Christian Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. Well, um, I, it's been, I feel like I've just been sat like at the cinema and watching an intense movie, but all I've really been doing is just taking what you've said and just sort of running it in my head. And yeah, I feel like I've been through a mildly, like watched a mildly distressing sort of, uh, yeah. Wouldn't it have been interesting? Wouldn't it have been interesting if we'd have had mobile phones in those days and I could have actually got some evidence, but hey. Oh, geez, yeah. Sleepy Talk will probably be way further than it is now. I don't I'd have my own show! <laughs> Called the Wibbly Wobblies. The Wibbly Wobblies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's been fun. Yeah, I'm honestly, we light on. I was going to say, oh, I was about to say, glad to see the thing hasn't completely shaken you. No, um, not till tonight. <laughs> a bit stronger than I am, I would have been. I don't even want the opportunity to, like, to, to experience it, let alone no. like, even having the choice to go through that, you know? Yeah. If we get 10 it... likes on this video, we'll bring Ryan on the next ghost hunt so we can experience <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> You might, when you know it's going to happen anyway, you might as well go for more likes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, I interrupted you. That's all right. I'm used to it. Don't worry. That's your fault for my upbringing. I know, darling. I know. <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't know. I can't remember now. Oh. Cool. It is quite <laughs> late on this Hallow's Eve, yes. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It is. Yes. So, well, I think we'll we'll close that off there. Everyone I thoroughly okay enjoyed that? it, though. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I have good. I enjoyed Thank it you very too. Much, Natalie. You're welcome. Thanks for coming it was a, on. I think it's the best story we've had. No offense, Luke. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I like, I like stories I've heard. This is the. This is definitely scoring the ten. Definitely. Oh yeah. It's- it's five out of five spooky wookies, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And just, I owe you some wine disclaimer. for messing you up and making you have it to be up this late, apparently. So um, I'll get that sent over to you with uh, <laughs> Luke's next order of e-liquid. <laughs> He's not joking. What wine do you want? Oh, me? Yeah. I don't want any wine, Luke. No, stop whining and pick your wine. <laughs> I like a Shiraz. A Shiraz, Shiraz. yeah? Okay, Shiraz. cool. I'll do the best. Thank At least you. this way, it's, it's just so Luke can't, like, bash me, like, for failing. I'm like, well, I made up for it, so <laughs> yeah. deal with it. Put it in the past. <laughs> to be fair, though, are, are you are you glad that you came? Yeah, 100%. I was wounded that I thought I'd messed it up twice. <laughs> I messed it up once. I was wounded. I was, I was, I was looking forward to it, to be fair. Um, it's gone a lot smoother and it's a, a bit more um, opening to these situations than I thought it was going to be so um, yeah worth it worth the time thank you very much cheers mum you're welcome you. alright thank you right 
thanks for listening to the Halloween edition of the Sleepy Talk podcast. I think uh, I think it is better when we get guests on to do all the work and then we just ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think it flows a lot better. I think maybe we've found the secret recipe for these podcasts. So um, I don't think my mum's got any more stories, so you'll probably not see or hear her again. None that you want to hear. Yep. Oh. She'll be on my podcast, don't worry, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon, hey, you can plug it now, you've started uploading. Oh yeah, I do a new thing now, it's not just e-liquid I do now, I talk about anime and video games, and make videos awesome. around them as well. Don't cool. patronise me. <laughs> so yeah, link to that will be in the description. Steve doesn't actually do anything, other than no, just have work. children. So um, we'll uh, we'll leave that one there. So uh, yeah, if you want to uh, check out Steve, then you come to the Sleepy Talk channel. Um, Exclusive to Sleepy Talk. Exactly. You know, he's he's you know, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, my mom didn't actually do anything either. So <laughs> no, no I don't her. do anything. <laughs> so just under an hour. Congratulations, guys! We've we've beat the twenty nine minute mark. Oh, was that the goal? I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> we got to that point and it went a bit stale and I was like, hmm, do you remember the, the animals? Uh, the birds? <laughs> hey, your mom took us for a ringer. Like, honestly, I feel like I've been for an experience. I've just been sat to in my fair, chair. Mate, I could cut this at 18 minutes and it'd still be a banger of a podcast. Uh, it would still be a would. banger. Uh, if anything, we've ruined it. it. that well. We've soiled yeah. it towards the end. So, um, right. Anyway, I'm going to sign this off and <laughs> take care.